Sanders Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Has Been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Middle of Drills, Projectile Shaking and Logistics Committee okay, of Western stop, Florida. stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Do it again. Do it right. <laughs> Chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley, and current record holder for most votes for a libertarian in a gubernatorial race that I think will remain after Tuesday. Wiley, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. It's strange that you brought that up. Well, because the elections are on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, and there's, and there's libertarian. a libertarian on the ballot. Yeah, Hector, H- Hector Roos. Roos. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. not going to beat your number. You don't think so? No. Mm. You know why? Because our campaign, your campaign, is the uh, is the uh, is the what do you call that thing? The, the high watermark. Yes, and you know what? The levy ain't gonna break on this one, my friend. Mm. The levy ain't breaking. Nah, who gives a shit? What's going of on? Of course, man? you don't give a shit. Jesus right. Christ! Why would I even bother bringing it up? Yeah. All right. So let's get. I'm gonna get right into the stories, man. Let's get into the story. I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Well, actually, I actually had a pretty shitty week, but but you know what? I'm feeling pretty good right now. I got my buddy Adrian. I'm in front of. Doing Are you the on show. coke or something? No, I'm not on coke. You have been at an annoyingly high level of energy, but it's not that. It's not that good energy. It's that really annoying type energy. of energy. I got yeah. you. And then you had to go take a crap for like 30 minutes while I was sitting here waiting for you. Yeah. Well, you know, you know it happens. Yeah. You really need to, you know, do your business at home. Sorry. I'm just going to say. Yeah. I would be late if I did. <laughs> You're like my kids, man. You know, my kids, I used to try to, to pay them to do work for me. And uh, back when I had the shop and, uh, you know, they'd get there and, and first, you know, after school or something like that, it'd be first thing, well, I'm hungry. Give me some money to go eat, you know, and then they'd go eat for an hour and they'd come back and it's like. Uh, okay, I need you to do this. Oh, I got to take a crap. Yeah, and they go take a crap for a half hour, you know, and then trying to get them to actually do any work, and then they expected to get paid high dollar for it, you know. So basically, that in a nutshell is you. There you go. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Let's get into the Uber story here. Okay. So it was Thursday night, and in the Tampa Bay area, it was Thursday night football. Right. The Ravens against the Buccaneers. God, fucking. Uh bucks man killing me all right so at any rate so these are nights that i want to work the i'll work i'll you know work the game right you know right and so it ended up being a little bit crazy though and that i didn't get the early ride for the 50 dollars cash because i get i got a ride from the airport out to st pete or out to uh clearwater beach right so on my way back it's coming near the end right and i'm like fuck the end of what end of the game okay so i'm like fuck i'm gonna miss it i'm gonna miss it i'm gonna miss it so I get, so you were trying to be back at the stadium for when the game wrapped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I could go and grab some, get some, get some rides out of there. Okay. But again, I got another ride. It kind of fucked me up a little bit. So I'm on my way back over there, and I get like a fifty dollar ride, but it's I'm not picking them up at the stadium. I'm picking them up way far away from the stadium. Okay. And I wait there, and they end up not being there. Mm. So I end up just having to cancel the order. Only got paid like eight bucks on it. But at any rate, so I I hit another one again. This one is at the Uber pickup 
at the state, which actually Steinbrenner Field. Okay. Now, here's how fucked up this whole situation is, by the way. So I get the directions to get there, right? And, and the thing is to take Lois down, right? And then to come in behind the state, behind Steinbrenner Field, in order to get in there. Mm-hmm. I get a block away. And guess what? Hmm. The cops have literally every fucking road blocked off. So you can't get in there. Right. So they want you to pick these people up there at Steinbrenner Field. But the cops won't let you there. But the cops won't let you there. Right. So I finally get the dude on the phone. And I, and I and, and, and he was cool. So I'm explaining to him what the situation is. And I'm like, I'm looking at the map. I'm like, all right, I need you to walk up to MLK, <laughs> take a left on MLK. I'll drive down MLK and I'll meet you on the way. Right. And we're, you know, I'm, we're looking for Chica. I'm like, okay, you see where Chica says, right? Like, keep going. So I'm, I'm naming landmarks at the same time that right. I'm trying to get there. Right. Yeah. And it's a slow roll to get to him. Right. Cause you know how the state. Sure. Yeah. Of like, course. You know how it is. I finally find him. Right. And thank God it was four Ravens fans. Because after, because <laughs> there weren't many of them, so well, they're easy to pick out. Because after a game, though, whoever team wins is in a better mood, right? So I got to tell you, you know, football wise, I don't fucking care because whoever getting in my car, I wanted to be in a good mood because if they're in a good mood, they tip better. They're gonna tip better. Yeah. So I finally turn in. I, I get to there's this Sunoco like right in the middle of nowhere, right? Totally closed at the time. I get in. I pull in. It's these four black people, mm-hmm. all from Baltimore, all Ravens fans, right? Okay. And they're very happy. Right. So they get in the car. I'm like, I'm sure you guys are happy, huh? They're like, yeah. So, and again, look, this is going to sound so fucking geeky. But one of the things that I absolutely love is picking up people in the middle of fucking chaos and being like, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to get the fuck out of this one, guys. Right. Like, it's a challenge. Challenge accepted. Right. So I am on MLK, right? And there is the traffic both ways ain't fucking moving, right? But as before I was picking him up, I kind of looked at side streets and stuff like that and recognized that from where I was, I can get to another big road called Hillsboro. Right. And again, most people that are listening don't understand what this means. But all the traffic is stopped going this way, and there ain't nobody making the right. So yeah. I'm like, guys, if you're looking at the if you're looking at the app, don't bother looking at it because we ain't going the way the app's fucking telling you right now because we'll never get there. Right. I make that fucking right down fucking uh, whatever road it was, and it wasn't a straight shot. It was like you know you got to kind of like one street goes up, then you got to get over a little bit, then the street goes, and you got to get over a little bit, like kind of like a right. Like it's not a straight shot. Yeah. But nobody's on this fucking road, right? So I'm like, and these guys are already a little bit impressed, right? Right. Now, old girl asked me to change the channel. Music. Right. She wants Usher. Okay. So we're playing Usher. This is going to come to play here in a little bit. And so we're playing Usher, and everybody's having a good... They're all partying, having a good time. They're kind of loud. She wants me to turn up the radio super loud, which I don't fucking care. I'll fucking play that shit all fucking day long because we're all having fun, right? Finally cut through all the way to Hillsboro. Get over to Hillsboro. Start heading Hillsboro South because they, they're in downtown Tampa. Okay. So I have to get to downtown Tampa. Mind you, there is an event going on at Amelie Arena at the same fucking time. Okay. So Iron Maiden's playing at Amelie Arena. No shit. Yeah, Iron Maiden was playing at Amelie oh, Arena. I didn't even know that. And the Bucks game's going on at the same time. Right. Like, fuck. Right. So I'm heading down Hillsboro. Cops got 275 and Hillsboro blocked. Why? Because they're working on construction late at night. Oh, Jesus. But here's the thing, though. If it's Thursday night fucking football, take the night off, guys. Right, yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, there's a ton of traffic, and it's back the fuck up. All the way to, like, there's a little bridge on the way to 275 in Hillsboro. As soon as I cross that bridge, 
I see traffic is dead stopped. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm making the right. Yeah. And I just so happened to make the right at the perfect fucking road, like Craft Street or something like that. Or I don't remember the name of the street per se. Mm-hmm. It's a straight fucking shot to their hotel in downtown Tampa. Oh, nice. And nobody's on the fucking road. Don't get me wrong. Some of the intersections, all the traffic's going the other way. And these guys keep asking, like, well, what's this traffic from? I'm like, this is game traffic. Right. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, how come... And they're almost in like an amazed right now. How the right. fuck are we getting here so quickly when we see traffic everywhere but the way you're going? Right. So they're fucking happy as a clam <laughs> yeah. right now. And they're having a good time in the car and I, and they're singing along to the songs. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of the songs that we're playing. I didn't know that I didn't know the words of the songs. Right. So we finally pull into the hotel. And here's the thing, dude. At this point, I am fucking proud of myself. I'm about to get out of the car and give a post-game fucking victory speech <laughs> out of the fucking car because I'm fucking ecstatic at right. this point because I got these motherfuckers from the fucking from the game to their fucking hotel in fucking record time considering the traffic that was going on right yeah. there. And they know it. Like, they're not from Tampa, but they know it. Yeah, you can tell. And so as soon as we pull up, the R. Kelly song, Ignition, the remix plays. Mm-hmm. Now... Here's the thing. I remember this song. I didn't remember that I knew the words of the song, but I remembered the song, though. And the first thing I said was, you know, man, I still like R. Kelly, man. I don't care. He peed on all those chicks. And they, <laughs> they start laughing. Children, I, I think it was. They, they start laughing yeah. right off the bat, right? So we get out. Now, old girl in the back who's been drinking a little bit, and I actually gave her credit because I'm like, if you got drunk at the fucking stadium, you paid some serious money for that shit. Yeah, right. And 11 so, bucks a beer yeah. or 15 bucks a beer, whatever so it is. she gets out and starts singing the song out loud. Now, here's the thing. I still got the radio turned up real loud. Right. So I'm literally right, you know, like, and I pull, like, there's a, like a, a spot for uber drivers right and then there's the main entrance right i'm like fuck this i'm going to the main entrance right yeah, yeah. like these people were cool it was a fun time i'm fucking going right there turning it up and getting out of the car right <laughs> so i get out of the car shake the dude's hand he has a 20 spot in his hands we tips me 20 bucks nice and she starts singing right she's out she's out there dancing singing I'm, she's on the back end of the car. I'm just outside the driver's door, and I start singing the song with her. And like Will Ferrell and fucking old school during the debate, right? <laughs> you remember how he fucking just lost his fucking mind <laughs> right. and then could sing and then could debate really well? Right. I sing the fucking lyrics of the song word for word. This chick, I think I might have sobered her up. I think it was she was so fucking shocked that I knew the words to this fucking song because I just knew it. I'm like, it's the remix to Ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen, mama rolling that body got every like I just knew the fucking words, and so me and her just dancing together, having a good fucking time. They're having a great fucking time. I guarantee you right now. They're they're gonna look back in probably a week or two weeks. They're gonna go. You remember that fucking crazy white boy that got us out of that goddamn stadium? He knew the fucking words to that fucking song, didn't he, man? That was the fucking funnest time in Tampa I ever had. I guarantee you, that's what they were fucking saying. It was one of the best. Like, here's the thing. Again, taking people out of the stadium is actually some of the funnest things that you can do because they are not necessarily in a good mood and they are prepared for a bad time. Right. And I do think that some of the drivers that go in there and pick them up are pissed off because they're going to do that, right? I don't take that mentality. I actually take like a challenge mentality. I'm like, oh, we're gonna fucking make this work, guys. Oh, don't worry about it. We're gonna we're gonna get this done. Right. And and on, in all honesty, as soon as I pick them up, then I can go wherever I want to go because then I'm getting out of there. So just get out of there as quick as you can. Right. So it was just a, it was so fucking fun. Have you ever had anyone get in your car and say, follow that car? 
<laughs> Never. <laughs> you know, now, I would do it. Now that I, I would, would do it. Oh, I know. Oh, I would. Oh, do you it. would be thrilled to do it. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah I would yeah. be. I've had one person come in and say that they're, they're they're running late, and so I can drive as fast as I can. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh fuck! I hit the sport mode and fucking work it. Because <laughs> like you know that car's got like the yeah. sport mode, which actually does make a difference. Somebody somebody gets in the car and says, "I need to get get here and step on it." Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. Cracking them fucking knuckles, be like, "All right, we're doing it. Let's go, guys." Yeah. Hang on, bitch. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So now like, that I think about it, I just I, I want to get an Uber just to to do that. Actually, just to do bunch just to, just to get in in the vehicle and then point to some random car and say, "Follow that car." <laughs> <laughs> that would be worth the price of the ride. Yeah. Just to see the reaction. Oh, depending on the driver. Yeah. Some some would tell you to get out right away. Right. And then some would fucking be like, "All right, let's do it." I, oh, I would <laughs> look. Here's the thing, man. Like when you have like it's so rare that something like that would happen because it's never happened to me yet. If it does, I would be fucking happy. Right. Oh, I would be ecstatic. It would be so much fun. Yeah. All right. So you got a bunch of other stuff you want to talk about on here. Yeah. So I got other ones. I got other ones. So this week has been a, eh, as far as Uber driver goes, I had fun Thursday night, but it's been a pretty shitty week. One of the reasons is, is because Danielle and some of her friends bought a storage unit. Bought the contents of a storage unit, like storage wars type of thing. Exactly like storage wars kind of things. Except... They had no fucking plan on how to get rid of the shit or right. how to get the shit out of there. Yeah. Because you got to get out right away. So she calls me Wednesday night or Tuesday night. Yeah, it was Tuesday night. Calls me Tuesday night about it. And I'm like, fuck. So I go down there, pull a load out, out of the car and just out of the car. And right. Because I got to do something at this point because she was calling me. She's all, you know, not upset, but like, and she's telling me, I, I know, you know, I don't want you to do too much and this and this. But at the same time, you're calling me. You know my reaction. Right, yeah. Like, and that's the thing, too. She's always like, well, I'm telling you, you don't have to do it. I, right. You're calling me, man. I yeah, mean, you know. Yeah. Like, that, you realize I have this knight in shining armor fucking fallacy that well, I have going on. Well, not only that. If you uh, refused, you would catch all kinds of shit for it. Exactly. Yeah. Egg fucking exactly, And it would be that, that passive aggressive type. Yeah. You know. Uh-huh. What's wrong with you? Nothing. I'm fine. Exactly. Yeah. So then, and I tell her, I'm like, you guys really should buy a, a, a U-Haul to, to get this stuff out of here. Right. Oh, no, we got trailers coming tomorrow and all this kind of stuff. By the way, I, I want to thank you. Uh, being a, a friend with a truck, I, I very much appreciate you not calling me. There was no way I was calling you on this. That's one. yeah. That's a good thing. I yeah. Was not <laughs> because when I saw what it was for, it would have been like, all right, I, we're, we're going to need cash on this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Wasn't going to do it. Okay. Well, I, so, I very much appreciate that. Now, yeah. so Wednesday, I was supposed to go to the office on Wednesday and go help out in the in the warehouse. But instead, Danielle's like, well, can you help us down here? You sleep till noon. Come help us down there. So I sleep till noon. Me and John go down there. And they did finally rent the U-Haul. And me and John, with the help of some of the other people that were there, unload this unit and load it into a fucking U-Haul. Right. And then take it back up there. And it was like you asked me to, it, it's like a move. This was a move. Right. Because this was a 30 foot. Oh, this big was one. a 30 foot big one. Yeah. And again, and they, they paid no four, fucking plan. They paid 450 bucks for it. <laughs> yeah. Paid 450 and for just, you know, since you moved it around, what do you think the value of it is? What can you actually get for all the stuff in there? I think once they sell it all, I think they're probably going to be able to get to three grand. Oh, okay. I think they're going to be able to get. The well, that's grand. that's pretty. Uh, but pretty I don't nice. know for sure though. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Some it's it's there's some collectible stuff in there that's got to sell for a good price, 
and it's going to take a while to get to get to the three grand. Right. But I think they're going to be able to get to three. I hope they're going to be able to get to three grand for it. I mean, they got it. Don't get wrong. They've now filled up a warehouse that was not intended for this. Right. But again, different kind of a different argument on it. But it was just one of these things where I'm like, you fucking ladies bought this goddamn bought this goddamn thing and you didn't have a plan to actually get it up. Now, don't get me wrong. What Danielle was telling me was they were actually trying to buy a much smaller one. And then they ended up bidding on this bigger one, and it was worth. It was so little that they ended up getting it. And then they're like, "Oh shit, we just got a big one. What are we gonna do?" Right. But at the same time, so at this point, I, you know, I go down and help them out, and I'm not happy about it. But at the same time, like me and John were having fun because me and John were pulling stuff out. Right. But and I actually felt a little bit. Be- I actually, <laughs> and I never tell. I didn't tell her this, even though she might hear this. Part of me actually was happy in the fact that I had to do I got to do some manual labor because I sit in the car all day long. Right. And so if I get a little to, exercise. Yeah. Little exercise. Right. So I was sore the next day, but like in a good way. Like yeah. I'm like, oh, uh, oh, cool. Those body fucking parts still work. All right, there you go. Yeah. And so kinda was a little happy that I actually had to do it, but at the same time, I wasn't that happy about it. So. Right. And it messed and it messed up two nights of me driving. Yeah. To where I ended up making like a hundred bucks each night. Instead of the three hundred that I normally make, yeah, it is tough. Uh, you know, I've I've uh, I, I've done some of those uh, auctions before, and uh, you know, it, it's it's tough to to make your money back on all the product. It usually takes some time to do it, but uh, if you do it right, uh, you can really you know turn it around. Like, I used to do a lot of uh, auctions where I'd go buy uh, computers, but probably the most lucrative one I ever uh, pulled off was uh, uh, in Estonia, uh, where I got all those surface air uh, old Soviet surface air missiles. You know, yeah, I, I made huge money on that. You know, yeah, selling with conflict uh, zones in uh, in uh, Central Africa. Yeah, you know. well, I mean, because that's where you sell, right? Yeah, exactly. They so, got money, you know? so you know, it's it's it can be very lucrative to uh, to do that sort of thing. I wish we could find a surface air missile. Hmm? I should have kept some. Yeah, because, you know, every now and again, I'm back out in the backyard and uh, see a plane flying overhead. And, you know, it's just the old instincts kick in. It's like, <laughs> you know, Jesus Christ, that would be fun. So, and then there's a third story that I did want to talk about here. So, my favorite convenience store used to be Circle K. Right. And then I switched over For to Wawa. For 89 cent polar cups. Yes. Yeah. But then I switched over to Wawa. Right. Because I like the coffee and they have a very strong creamer game. And they also give you free stuff a lot. And they give me free stuff a lot. Right. However, now I'm thinking there's a challenger. Okay. And I'm very conflicted. Okay. Between racetrack and Wawa. Yeah. So the thing about it is this, though. Racetrack is still on the Upside app. I have no the idea what that is. is. It, no. it, again, you're, you definitely would be against it. Yeah, Because totally. you get money back for buying gas. Right. So with the combination of the Lyft card and the and the Upside app, you get a lot of money back on the card. And what are you giving away for this? Uh, information on when you bought gas. Mm, what else? No, that's it. Yeah, I'm sure. Anyway, continue. So, but and, and here's the thing: Racetrack's coffee game is actually really good. Their regular coffee is good, and their creamer game is tight. Okay. So, in this aspect, I'm very much I'm I'm very conflicted between Wawa and Racetrack because I really like Wawa, but Racetrack is actually stepping up their game for me as well. Right. So, I'm just very conflicted there. So, mm. I, I never actually buy coffee. It's exceptionally rare, and unless I'm on a like a long road trip. I never buy coffee at, at convenience stores because you because it costs too much money. And you just rather do it at home. Yeah, I just bring my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. So, like I do here. In fact, we're we're seeing the same thing. Uh, you are uh, now drinking coffee out of a racetrack cup, 
and I am drinking coffee out of my very stained, very well-worn that you're about to spill. Tampa Bay. I'm not going to spill it. I know how to handle a fucking coffee mug. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, NFC South football uh, mug, uh, which is a Tervis tumbler, which I prefer the Tervis tumblers. I think they're the best, uh, best in the game. You think they got that? I, I I like those over Yetis. Yeah. Well, you know what it's weird about when it comes to people's coffee cups, by the way, that always kind of wears me out a little bit. Like they look so stained and yet not cleaned. Right. That it looks like you're just not even cleaning it at all. I rinse it out once a week or so. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. John's got one where I think things are fucking living on the side. By the way, like it's, it's, <laughs> no, it's so amazing. I, I actually I have several of these uh, very similar ones, uh, so I change them out. But it's funny. Some of them stain. Some of them don't. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I think. Uh, it depends on how much uh, you know toxic chemicals they put in the plastic and <laughs> you know how much it's uh, slowly killing me. Yes. You know? But uh, anyway, hey, you know, I had uh, interesting experiences this week. I got to talk to uh, uh, a lot of different people this week, uh, a lot of young people. Um, and uh, why? Uh, it just it worked out that way. Okay. Um, and uh, one of the things I was talking to, to uh, one uh, young person uh, who is a listener of the show. And uh, this has happened to a few people uh, have come to me recently very scared of nuclear war, you know, and it's it's interesting that the uh, millennials and the Gen Z are are becoming very, very frightened of it. And apparently uh, this guy was freaked out the way I was talking, you know what I'm saying? So I'm apparently freaking out a lot of people. But the, the one of the things that I, I had to, you know, kind of talk him off the ledge on was, look, you have to understand that every one of my generation grew up with this shit. You know what I'm saying? So for all our lives, uh, you know, as, as kids and young adults, that specter of nuclear war was always hanging over our heads. You know what I'm saying? You're saying before the fall of the Soviet Union. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It's like, you know, they, they, we were doing duck and covered drills. You know, uh, we knew where our fallout shelters were, you know, things like that. Uh, when I was in the Army, it was, and I'm sure you, well, uh, maybe not so much. What years were you in? 93 to 01. Okay. So, so the you, Soviet Union fell by that point. See, I was in, in the late 80s um, and uh, in early 90s. And I can tell you, we trained exclusively to fight the russians it was like that that's <laughs> your job man you're gonna be fighting the russians could happen anytime you know so i think that we grew up with that different mindset so because it was so ever present it doesn't really affect people of my generation as much because we're kind of used to it but i'm starting to realize how how freaked out uh, young people are over this sort of thing you know, especially the young people that i know that listen to this show so i i just want to remind everyone out there that it's probably going to be okay. <laughs> Everything's probably going to be fine. <laughs> so we're probably not all going to die in a nuclear holocaust. <laughs> Did you realize the milk toast way you just said that is probably going to scare them even more? <laughs> that even in the even in the ability even in the attempt here. <laughs> to try to calm their fears, you probably just made things a little worse. <laughs> you know, probably we're all going to live. I'm going to say like, this. More than likely, there's not going to be nuclear Armageddon. You're more than likely not going to have to eat your dog. <laughs> I, I'm just saying there's probably less than a 10% chance that you're going to, you know, die horribly of radiation poisoning. 
<laughs> I mean, it's a, <sighs> that's pretty good odds. You know, uh, come on now. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that was not a good way to not say even it. Close. But, yeah, not anyway, even close. But, I, you know, I do find it funny that I've several times recently talking to young people who, you know, know where I stand on things and, and uh, you know, who listen to the show are like they're really concerned about it, you know. I, and not just from the show, but, you know, they... Uh, like, they're listening to what you're saying, looking well, no, at other news. They're, and, they're seeing it on the news, and the news, of course, wait, is here's the thing. playing it up. Look, you know? don't get me wrong. You give your opinion on some of this stuff, but also you do some reporting, though. Right. And the reporting on what you're doing, mixed with your analysis of said reporting, mm-hmm. is what they're hearing, and is like, oh, fuck. Right, right. You know? So, But we'll get into more of that uh, a little bit later. Yeah, because uh, there but, is some stuff to get to here. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you want to start with the first one I put up there? Yeah, let's start with there. Let's okay. start there. So the Sanibel, uh, Sanibel Island uh, Bridge uh, has uh, been, uh, they made temporary repairs to it, and it's now passable. Yeah. They got this done uh, early last week, I believe. Um, and uh, so <laughs> one of my extensive uh, you know, uh, minions in my spy network out there uh, happened to be present at a recent FDOT and uh, Florida uh, Transportation Commission uh, meeting uh, where <laughs> they were uh, giving each other awards. And uh, one of the, the awards that they were giving uh, it was uh, how what a fantastic job they did on getting the Sanibel Island Bridge rebuilt uh, with temporary repairs in, in just three weeks after Hurricane Ian hit. Okay. Yeah. Which was actually a, a, a pretty impressive accomplishment. Um, and so here are these government agencies really just patting themselves on the back for doing it. And they said that how they accomplished this so quickly was they essentially went to private contractors and said, just do it. Do it any way you think. Just get the job done. We're going to waive literally all of the regulations. <laughs> We're going to waive all of our processes. We're not going to go through any of the bidding process. You guys got the job. Grab these people, these people, these people, whoever you need, and just get it done. Okay. So, and they were praising themselves <laughs> for what a great job government did by essentially eliminating all the government things that would normally slow down the project and then patting themselves on the back for it. And they never even realized the, um, you know, the irony in that, you know, here we are. And they were talking about what a great job they did because they literally got government completely out of the way. And like the, the guy was saying, you know, normally just the bidding process alone would take um, six months. And then from there, the job itself would take at least 18 months, you know, to, to go through all the process. And this was done in three weeks. And uh, we, we did it by uh, telling them, just don't worry about any of that. Just do it. <laughs> so, and, and, and they're like, see what a great job we did? We did nothing and it got done. <laughs> all we did was write a check. <laughs> And the funny thing is, is everyone in the room was like, yay, yay, government, we're so fan. And, you know, and of course, my minion is there, you know, applauding as well, but going, 
it's these fucking people, man. <laughs> like know? they don't even realize it. They do don't they? even realize Like it. they don't even understand the irony <laughs> in what they're no, saying. No, no. And that's that's the, the amazing part of it is um, they, they can't even think in that, that way. They can't even – they don't have any concept that they just proved – that government has no purpose in this this entire structure. Well, no, 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 no. It's it's worse than that, though. Right. That government is literally the impediment in right. this structure. <laughs> right. It's worse than that, though. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's like government. Because like, here's the thing: when you hear that they got that Sanibel Island bridge done, you're looking around in the Tampa Bay area, going like, "Well, how come you have 50 million construction projects going on up here that you can't get done?" Right. And then at the award <laughs> show, they explain exactly why. <laughs> right. And you have to understand that not only were these guys taking credit for it, even DeSantis took credit for it. He he quote said, "We had an ambitious agenda and an ambitious roadmap to get this done." Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis said at a news conference in Fort Myers, noting 100 crews work for some 36,000 uh, work hours on the causeway. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, here's another quote. A project like this under normal cir- circumstances could take months. However, FDOT, along with our law enforcement partners at the Florida Highway Patrol, Lee County, and Florida Department of Emergency Management, made use of strategic and init- innovative techniques to rebuild the causeway quickly. They just got the fuck out of the way. <laughs> they just told the contractors, build, repair this road. Get it going. Don't care what you do. Just get it going. Make it safe. Make it passable. And we'll pay you. <laughs> and that's how they got it done. You know? And yet, they're all praising themselves uh, you know, it, it, on how what a great job they did. While literally proving that they are the reason that shit like this doesn't they're get done. They're the problem. Yeah, yeah. I, it just astounding to me. But I was I was happy to have someone on the inside in that particular meeting. <laughs> yeah, that is nice, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I did was going to bring that up too. Is like you got that one done. You got that one done so quickly. Why can't you do that with the rest of the roads? Right. Yeah. Because like literally in this and remember in the story that I'm telling you is that they are closing down Hillsborough Avenue at 275. They've been doing this for months. Right. Like, this ain't a week's thing, a month's thing. If you can't get it fixed, look, you're not getting it fixed, and the reason you're not getting it fixed is because you have no motivation to do so. Right, right. Like, Well, and it's not only that. It's they also place ridiculous uh, amounts of impediments in the way of contractors. As someone who used to do a lot of... Um, government, uh, you know, defense, aerospace, uh, contracting work, yeah. stuff like that. The requirements that they send, you know, you could be building the most basic part in the world uh, where an off-the-shelf component would do fine, but the government sends you a 700-page, you know, RFQ with all these requirements that are just absolutely stupid yeah you know i mean there's usually there's a few like good testing requirements in there that are like you know normally the private sector would do anyway is just part of good you yeah. know iso 9000 good quality control stuff like that um so normally there's a little bit of that but there's so much that is just absolutely insane in there that it, it causes huge delays in time and huge cost increase to yeah. fulfill these contracts and you know, government just keeps getting worse and worse at that, and it's no wonder that you know shit never gets done with them. You know? Oh yeah, no, no, it's it's why all the roads never get fixed. Right, right. The, the incentive structure is to take longer, and the 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 mindset that most people in government have, they can't even understand that. 
it, it doesn't even register with. Oh them. yeah, no, no. See, they think that they're the they, again. Just what we talked about before, where you know these cops are thinking that they're the good guys. These right. guys are thinking that they're the good guys. Right. They're making it safer for everybody else by right. making it like we got to make it longer in order to make sure nothing that nothing would ever works. get done unless we were involved. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. It, it, it literally it's the exact opposite. It literally goes back to who will build the roads. Yes, and it's like <laughs> the same people that always be building them. They'll just be doing it faster and cheaper. Yeah, without you. <laughs> yeah, right. Like you suck. <laughs> right. You suck all day long. If if people have a financial incentive to get from point A to point B, someone will build a road and, you know, find a way to make money off it. Yeah. You know what? I've driven a lot around these fucking government roads that we have we're going on right now. And I got to tell you, not I feel like I need a four-wheeler sometimes <laughs> right. for fucking how as fucked up as these fucking roads are right now. Yeah. So with all your goddamn, like with all your rules and shit like that, it's already fucked up. Well, don't worry because they've put out a bidding process to repair those roads. So sometime in 2028, maybe early 2029, those roads will be repaired at a cost of only like five million dollars per uh, per mile yeah yeah exactly that's a, and that's at a discount <laughs> right jesus <laughs> all right so let's get into this i i heard this on the way here flu hospitalizations hit decade plus a uh, decade plus high for october right now i'm trying to figure out exactly where the scam is in this article okay or where the where the problem is so in this they're talking about basically how um, hospitals are now becoming overwhelmed with flu patients. Right. Now, I have a theory here. My first theory on this is when you lock everybody... You remember how you heard from years before or a couple years like since COVID that flu cases have gone down tremendously, right? I don't think they really did. Okay, so maybe they didn't really. Right. However, because everybody was putting masks on and all right. this other stuff that uh, transmission probably was down or something along those lines, right? I honestly think that they were probably just uh, misdiagnosing a lot of flu as COVID. Okay, well, now it's back, so now they can actually diagnose it as the flu now. Right. That's the first thing. But the second thing is is that there's a lot, because there's there's, uh, 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 DMX, I don't remember the name of the other, there's some other disease that's on the rise that was part of this. Right. That... These things are increasing now with COVID, but I think that the reason that they're increasing is because everybody had locked down for so long and now everybody's getting back into your normal thing and that your normal immunization that you would get from, you know, like from getting things from each other went away for a couple of years and now that starts something to come back. There may be something to that, but I don't think that's the uh, overriding driver of it. I, I think probably... Um, you know, so it hit a decade plus high. Uh, yeah, so there's a 10% chance every year that it's going to be a decade plus high. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, again, it's it's there may be a little to that, but uh, once again, I think that uh, this article is probably just sponsored by Pfizer. Well, hold <laughs> Get on. your and flu vaccine. Hold on, and that's the other thing. <laughs> I think that this article, and in fact, it was on NPR is the way to try to scare people into going and get the flu vaccine. Yeah, it's look, it, here's what you have to understand is the pharmaceutical industry has realized that, you know, they can make just a shit ton of money on vaccines and boosters and all that. Like, for example, I was watching Jeopardy the other night. And I occasionally like to watch Jeopardy. The entire thing was sponsored by Moderna. And the the, the literally they're pushing like in thing. It was like Jeopardy 
it, it wasn't like just the ads were all Moderna, which they were, but it was like Jeopardy sponsored by Moderna. So it was like this special show that they did. Uh, sponsored by, and it was like, get your booster, get your booster. Yeah, COVID's not going away. Get your booster. And the, the fact of it is, is Moderna's profits are, you know, just falling off a cliff because everyone's done with COVID. And that was even one of their ads. You know, we're all done with COVID, but, <laughs> but you can't take the risk. You got to go out there and get the booster. And, and so it's it's you have to understand that when you see articles like this, you have to take them with a complete grain of salt. There's probably some truth in them, but they're spun in such a way that does benefit the pharmaceuticals because the pharmaceuticals are paying the the media outlets billions of dollars uh, to fund this. And when the CDC and the FDA come out with all these things, you have to remember that the the pharmaceutical industry is is paying directly paying the CDC and the FDA billions of dollars. Well, because their marketing people are the same people. Yeah. Yeah, and again, Just this, like we talked about last week, it's well on record. It is. It is funny how this used to be like in the realm of conspiracy theory, but now it's it's like they're openly admitting these God, things. So in the open. Yeah, it, it, it's like you know, it, literally, the FDA came out and said that uh, over one billion dollars per year of their budget is provided directly by the pharmaceutical industries. Yeah, you know. So if hey, hold on, remember what Biden said when the hurricane was coming. The most important thing you could do was to get vaccinated. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That is, without a I doubt, don't... the stupidest shit I've ever fucking heard. Yeah. You I... dumbass fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. You have to understand that. The world we live in today, it's, it's a complete collusion between government and big business. And, and the two are almost you know, inseparable at this part point, you know, between the, um, you know, funding each other left and right, trading all the kickbacks back and forth, uh, sharing all the information so that, uh, you know, government can get around, uh, all these, uh, you know, uh, unfortunate little, uh, constitutional hurdles, uh, that sort of yeah. thing. It, it's just a complete collusion of it. So anytime you see news coming at you, you have to say, okay, what part of this is the government propaganda? What part of this is the corporate propaganda? And what part of this is the truth? And that's really what you need to, to like, everything you see needs to be evaluated through that lens. You know? And it, there's always a ratio in, in almost all cases, not in 100% of cases, but in almost all cases, there's a ratio of government propaganda, there's a uh, ratio of, of corporate pop propaganda, and then there's a ratio of truth. And the, the trick is just figuring out which is which. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the next thing. So on Tuesday, there will be an election that Adrian won't vote for, that Adrian won't vote in, nor does he give a fuck about. That's correct. Yeah. So it's going to be a little weird talking about some of these things, but let's get into some of these articles. Uh, the first one being, so masked poll watchers are showing up at voting sites with handguns and Kevlar vests. I like that. That's good. So two people armed with handguns and wearing tactical military gear, baklavas, masking their faces, and baklavas? Yeah, baklavas. Balak balakavas. No, baklavas like a Greek pastry. Yeah. Um, filo dough. It's so uh, good. Yeah, it is and good. honey. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Shut the fuck up. Right, I know. I want uh, some Masking now. their faces, and the license plates on their cars covered stood watch over a ballot drop box during early voting last week in Mesa, Arizona. I like this idea. I do. I do. I think that um, voting would be a lot more effective if, like, you had to fight your way into the polling place. 
You know what I'm saying? So like only the the strongest survivors get to vote. I think that would be a better better form of democracy, quite frankly. Okay, so you hold know? on a second. When I got promoted to corporal right. in the Marine Corps, you get the blood stripe on the side of your pant on the side of your uh, dress blues, right? Because that's when you get it. But when you have that promotion, you have to walk through the crucible, basically a line. Right. So everybody that's like a corporal or above lines up one on each side, and they pin your your rank on your shoulder and the knee and the fucking leg. Right. You know, for like for your blood stripe, right? Yeah. So you're saying something along those lines, right? Oh no, I'm I'm thinking more to the death. Just more yeah. actual combat. Like yeah, like you know, the running the gauntlet. Uh you gotta you gotta fight your way through all these uh, you know, who whomever the the poll we'll call them poll watchers. All I right. think that's a good term. Uh so you basically gotta, you know, fight your way through the poll watchers and if you make it through, if you break through the lines without dying, then you get to vote. You know, I, I think that's a I might actually consider voting in that instance. You know, I think that would be a much better system than we currently have. Hold on. So it'd be easy to vote right now. And you're like, fuck that. I'm not voting. Right. But if there was a challenge. Right. Then you'd vote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Your if logic I had to, is so if fucking I had to fight, twisted on your fight ass. My I, way think through I, there. Yeah. I think I actually get it. Yeah. I think I actually get it. <laughs> then it would at least be meaningful. <laughs> so, look, here's the thing. There is no voter intimidation right now. These guys are watching. And, and don't get me wrong. The people watching the poll boxes. Uh, okay. Hang on. Hang on. There, there is some. In some places, I'm sure there's voter intimidation. There's been some reports of people going there armed and in masks, you know, like the these guys you see masked uh, people at a oh, polling so place. before you were supposed to wear a mask it's mandatory now that you're wearing a mask now all of a sudden it's a problem right because everyone has their boosters no. <laughs> i'm surprised they didn't actually i'm surprised they haven't instituted that law yet that uh, you can't vote unless you're uh, vaxxed and boosted yeah man. you know wouldn't surprise me yeah <laughs> so you're getting some of this stuff going on, but look, the election numbers are like the early voting numbers are bigger than they've ever been before and all this other stuff. Like, it's just it's a, it's a everybody. Anybody that wants to vote can vote right now. Right. If you want to go and vote and if anyone who, do that. who does vote, you're just, you know, spinning your wheels because it's absolutely meaningless because it, it really doesn't matter at all in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. You know, I mean, seriously, if you look back through the history of this country. And you think about, you know, who's been in power and what the difference has been. It's negligible. Well, it's all, all along the same trajectory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just speed and <laughs> speed and focus is the only difference. Uh, and even that is, is marginal at best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to get into this. I want to get into this article as well. Uh, so the battle of Ron and Don simmering DeSantis Trump feud set to explode after rally snub. So I guess that. And again. You want to talk about what a fucking tool Rubio is, by the way? Right. Rubio, Little Hands Marco, is having an event, a campaign event with Trump. Well, yeah. Which, <laughs> again, we remember during the election or during the last election where they were, you know, they weren't besties. And now Rubio's going there to fucking just polish the, the polish the little fucking mushroom knob of fucking Trump in order to get uh, get his endorsement. Like he even needs it, by the way. Like you even need it right now. You're you're you're. Look, the polling against him against Val Demings is amazing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's he's up by like seven right now in oh, most of the polls. Oh, man. I was, I was hoping. There's no chance he's going to lose. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, right. I'd like to see Rubio lose because, you know, I fucking hate him. But um, So he's holding a rally. They're holding a rally for Rubio. Did invite DeSantis. Right. DeSantis now is holding a competing rally in another city. Right. So, like, they're going to do it down in South Florida. And DeSantis is going to do one in Tampa. So 
honestly, the, not only is this feud thing going to happen, DeSantis is running for for president in twenty twenty four. Oh yeah, and he's probably going to win. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens in the in the primary. I, it's it's probably going to be DeSantis Newsom. Uh, maybe. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Here's the thing: it, it all depends on what happens in the primary in the Republican primary. Right. If they do what they did last time, where there's like seven or eight candidates, right? Trump wins. Uh, Trump's going to be in jail. He'll be ineligible. He's not going to be in jail. He will be in federal prison uh, for the next election. He will not be eligible to run. Okay. So yeah. since that's not going to be don't a know. thing that, that happens, hang on a second. Is, is that a qualifier <laughs> in a federal in a presidential election? I mean, for mayor of D.C. Right. You're. I think you're yeah. good there. Mary so. and Barry won from jail. Yeah. So. Crackhead. <laughs> Who knows. <laughs> so at any rate, so so you could be right. Actually, we both could be right at the uh, same time. Trump could win from prison. <laughs> now, hang on. If he wins in prison, uh, do they have to let him out? I would think so. Or is you know can he just serve his time from in there? <laughs> yeah. Is, is Leavenworth now the uh, the new White House? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome oh wait wait i might have to change my whole perspective here and start rooting for trump to go to jail and win so you want both <laughs> that would be pretty cool that yeah. would be kind of fun <laughs> now did you happen to catch the fetterman debate well of course you didn't no of what course am I, I didn't do you yeah. realize that in pennsylvania that there's a senate race with this guy named john fetterman against amendment oz right right so you are so familiar the, with that so, part so the crazy guy against the stroke victim yes okay well in the debate Look, it's it's actually sad what's going on right now, because Fetterman. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, you can apply that to literally every well, race in the true. country. <laughs> that's true. But like this Fetterman guy had a stroke. Right. Legitimately is fucked up at this point. Right. Can't really understand when people are talking to him. Can barely understand when you write the shit down and can't talk for shit right now. Right. And they got him up there running like he sh- he should look for the betterment of this man's health. He should get out of the race. I mean, he's not gonna. For the betterment of the country, all elected officials should be stroke victims. <laughs> yes, I guess. I guess I'm rooting for the guy. You're rooting for him. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Go strokey. <laughs> the other thing about Fetterman is this, by the way. In my opinion, he looks like a devolved human. He does. He looks yeah. like a Neanderthal. You know like, what? He, he reminds looks like me of. He could be a couple like links in the in the like a a. A uh, a foreign professional wrestler that was in a tragic accident. It's a good way of looking at it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good that's, way. Of looking that's kind at of the look he's got about him. Like, I mean, he, he's a big motherfucker. He was, though. He was a big, like, ugly like dude six, to begin six with, or some shit. And then he was like in a really bad car accident. That's what the dude looks like. Yeah, yeah. So he did a debate with a Mimin, with Mimin Oz and looked horrible. And to to watch the gaslighting from the media on this one of like, well, if you're against him, then you're ableist or things like that. Like the standards that everybody on each side is willing to have is so low right now. You can can literally be (laughs) like just had a stroke, can't really talk. If you talk bad about him, you're you're an ableist. And then and one side will be against him, right? But then you get the football guy that has more brain fucking hemorrhaging than he has fucking baby mamas out there. Oh, you're talking Herschel Walker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Who has who is impregnated fucking half of Georgia. Right. 
you know, and, and got and got a bunch got them of all abortions. Yeah, got a bunch of aborted. <laughs> and now he wants to outlaw abortion. And yeah, like, but when you hear Herschel Walker talk, he's an idiot too, though. Like again, he doesn't even have the stroke to go back on. He's got uh, the head injuries from football to go back on. I don't know because I've heard some of the things he said, and he's not actually wrong per se. Uh, just the way he says it doesn't come across that well. Yeah, he just sounds like fucking. He sounds retarded. Look, man. man look, anyone who is still voting for any of these fucking people, you deserve what you get. You know, I mean, seriously, seriously, I don't understand how any of you people can look out at the pool of candidates out there and see what's going on with these people and then go, oh, yeah, I got to go vote for that person. You know, yeah. Nobody in America votes for people anymore. They only vote against. It's been the lesser evil thing for a long time, but we've gotten so far to that extreme now. Oh, that the it's, bar is so low. I, it, yeah, it, it's like, look, the, the guy I'm voting for or the gal I'm voting for is absolutely horrible. Just horrible. But the other guy is so much worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like... You're literally selecting people who will have control over your life. And this is your benchmarks? That's your rationale. Yeah. I, I mean, it, seriously, now does my you know uh, running the gauntlet to vote scenario sound so bad? When you really think about it, who you people are electing, it's like, come on. If you want to vote that bad... You deserve a, a possibility of, well, of dying. Let me, hold on. Let me, <laughs> you know? let me, let's do this. Let me switch it up a little bit on you. All right, here. go ahead. Instead of doing it this way, let's do a combo jungle primary and then Terradome. Thunderdome? Or Thunderdome. Mm -hmm. Let's do a, a jungle primary Thunderdome deal. So what we're going to do is you're going to vote, right, for right. the top two. Then the top two go into the Thunderdome, two-man enter, one-man leave. Whoever leaves wins. Oh, for the, the actual candidates? Yeah, for the actual candidates. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But you don't win unless you actually kill the other person. Right. Like, you can't just have them submit. Right. They have to die. And then at the very end, there's a button that you push and a trap door opens in the entire Thunderdome and they fall on a bunch of spikes. The winner. That would be the best possible outcome. Okay. I mean, I wasn't thinking about <laughs> and, that part of it. And then eventually we go through enough what, dude, elections, there's no more see, government. See, here's the thing. Yeah. Your innovations on these things, Adrian, right. is just amazing. Yeah, right. See? <laughs> and they should. And here's the thing. Suspend all the rules in order to make the Thunderdome so we can get it done quickly. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll hire a third-party private contractor. It'll yes. be done in a week. Yeah. yeah. Government will be gone qu that quickly. However, it does. Okay. And again, once again, Adrian, I know you don't care about this. However, it does look like that the Republicans will win the House for sure, and they're probably going to win the Senate. Mm. Yeah, uh, at least that's divided something. government. I like divided government can than, cause some chaos that you might like. Yeah, it's it's. I'm better, just saying it, it is better than government thinking they have a mandate on something. Well, they're all going to think they have a mandate. Well, they all think they have mandates. Yeah. Well, whenever somebody gets elected, you know, Rubio has a mandate from the prison industrial complex. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> that's who funds them more than anybody yeah. else. But if 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 we have to have, uh, you know, uh, government, I yeah, I like as much discord between the uh, branches as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. But again, I I just I just can't care about any of this. I, I just oh, I know you don't. You know, it's it's. It, it's so hard for me to even get excited. I don't want to be ruled, so I don't give a fuck about rulers. 
Yeah. You know, it just, it, I, I just, no, I, got I can't even get there. Here's anymore. the thing. I have some enjoyment in some of these things only because I like to see other people lose more. Like, <laughs> right. I will say this. I do like it when Charlie Chris loses another statewide race. Like, I like the fact that he gave up his Congress seat, that he was probably safe, that he could have stayed at for 20 oh, yeah. years. Yeah, he could have kept that seat forever. And then decided to get out of it because he th- had the hubris to think he could actually win a statewide race in Florida right now. Right. Which he's not going to win. He's going to get his ass whooped. Right. Now, yeah. again, I will say this, though. What a disappointing campaign Charlie Crist has run, by the way. Like, you got to be like, I really thought you could actually do better than that. I'm surprised he even tried to go against DeSantis because DeSantis is pretty popular here in the state. Oh, yeah. You know. Well, so. don't get wrong. He locks shit down, too, by well, the way. Well, of course. Yeah, he's, he's not he's not a good guy. You yeah. Know? But he's not an absolutely horrendous guy either yeah so he's not the worst of them but he's still pretty fucking bad but again yeah i'm surprised charlie chris would do that you know just uh surprising to me he makes a lot of bad decisions politically actually he does yeah he started so. making bad decisions in 2010 yeah yeah running against you what the hell was he thinking exactly yeah and then running against me i mean pfft. Shit, yeah. Do you realize that is kind of funny? We both run <laughs> we against both Charlie run against, I Look, Hold on, and in both of those races, Chris lost? Yeah. It's true. By, well, in your race. Uh, in it, my, definitely, it wasn't the margin error in my race, but no. it was the margin error in your it, race. Yeah, it, in my well race. Well more than the margin yeah, of error he, in your he race. He lost by far less than the number of votes that I got. Yes. So, yeah. And, it, and looking back, but then again, you probably took a lot of votes from him. <laughs> so I put fucking Rick Scott in fucking office. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And you make an omelet. And you know the funny thing eggs. is, the the Republicans' argument was me being in the race was going to put Charlie Crist in there. Yes, end up putting fucking that you know Skeletor in there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. See, I should just fucking sat that out. What the fuck was I thinking? Yeah. I mean, it really, we had a lot of fun in that race. It doesn't matter. The, the brute tour enough was enough to, for for us to run. Put a hundred thousand miles on my car in, in like a year and a half. We had a lot of fun. Though. We had <laughs> Never fun. left the state. We left the fun. state once. Yeah, we had fun. It was a good time. Well, we went to Georgia once. Yeah. Right. God, fucking Georgia cops, man. Uh, Remember that met, DUI Ben Swan, ch- though. Oh, yeah, Ben Swan. Yeah, Who was yeah. awesome. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Yeah, I remember that fucking DUI checkpoint. By oh, the way. God. I th- yeah, I thought we were all going to jail there. Not that any of us even had a drop to drink. No. But just because none of us were <laughs> very happy about being stopped at a DUI checkpoint. Fuck no, we weren't. On I-75 in fucking Georgia. Yeah. You know. Fuck those guys, man. Right. Fuck yeah. the popo. Yeah, I know. Anyway, what you got next? We got uh, Oh, let's get into 911. We got about six minutes. Minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck, you thought we didn't have enough articles. I know. Um all right, so 911 is a joke. Texas man dies from heart attack as wife waits on hold f- with 911 for 15 minutes. So, look when seconds count, 911's 15 minutes away. Uh, an Austin, Texas man died after suffering a heart attack while his wife desperately waited on hold with 911 for 15 minutes. Should have called an Uber, by the way. Right. Got there quicker. Tanya Gotcher found her husband of nearly 30 years, uh, Casey, on the floor of the home they shared and immediately dialed 911, suspecting he was having a heart attack. Uh, Gotcher was put on hold for 15 to 20 minutes, she told uh, uh, CBS Austin. Her husband died while waiting for an ambulance to arrive, according to the station. The phone just ringing, ringing, and ringing, Gotcher said. Her heartbreaking story recently featured in a campaign ad for Travis County Judge uh, RuPaul Chandra, whatever. Um, When you hear the phone ring for 15 minutes and you can't get anybody to help you, it's the worst nightmare for you. Which, you know, that does fucking suck, by the way. Um, Austin has been suffering a staffing shortage of a 911 dispatch center, causing backlogs and delays in answering callers to the emergency line. Nearly half of, of City Hall Center 911 operator positions are vacant, 
and 19 out of the 75 dispatcher positions are unfilled. First off, why are these positions unfilled? I don't know. Why do these positions exist? Look, if there's any... Okay. If there's (laughs) anything that you could argue that may be a legitimate purpose of government, 911 operators might be it. Right. Like You think? Really? I mean, well, obviously they suck ass all day long. Right. I mean, obviously by this one. But you know what, dude? Honestly, I swear to God, the free market could make this better with an emergency app called like Emergency, and it would be like Uber. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. Uh, look, uh, ambulance companies could get, you know, hashtags. Yeah. Hashtags. Help. If you can dial pound law and get Morgan and Morgan, you should be able to dial something and, you know, three digits and get fucking an ambulance. Because yeah, there's private. A private sector ambulance. Because that's who exist. they dispatch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's who they said. If if you call 911 in my county, they're sending Sunstar, which is a private company. Now, why can't we just cut out the middleman and have a three-digit number we call and get Sunstar? Yeah. You know, why we got to go through a dispatcher? and the gig economy actually could fix 911. <laughs> You're, right. You're right. You're right. Technology and 911 exactly. totally fixes it. EMT and paramedics like Uber. Yeah. You know, they're just out there on their own rolling around. You know, uh, and you and they're going to race each other to the fucking <laughs> right. to the fucking gig to yeah. get somebody. And you know how much cheaper that would be. Yeah. <laughs> well, hold on. You know what a bonus they would be if you actually saved their life. Right. Like yeah. you could set up the yeah. look. Instead Here's of a like five hundred dollar tip, I lived. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Thank you, Sunstar. Right. <laughs> Again, <laughs> the more you you're go, right. We don't even need government. For, I was almost going to argue this is a legitimate purpose of government, and you're right. We don't even need them for this. You know, the, they're in the way. You know, the one thing we need government for: nuclear war. Yes, that is the only thing that we cannot do on our own. <laughs> God bless America. Holy shit! There's an. There's. They need to hold on. I think that you're right. A 911 app right. that was not run by the government right. would be a better app and would save more lives Without than question. all the 911 operators yes. out there. Yes, yes. Literally, the, even the things that libertarians say, well, we, sh- we you know, we still kind of need that. We still No, you don't. Not only do you not need it, <laughs> it would be better if government wasn't running it. It would be better if government didn't exist, you know? There's, Holy shit. There is, in the 21st fucking century, there is zero need for government. Period. End of story. There just isn't. The only thing government does in the 21st century is find ways to move us closer to fucking extinction. And that's it. <laughs> again, I folks, really I know it's hard to digest, but if you think about it logically, if you go down each path and you think about it logically... You'll see that I'm right. You know, it, it doesn't take leaps of logic to get there. It's just if then, then this, you know, it, it, it's crazy. Holy shit. This totally is a thing that would work, by the way. It would. You're right. Yeah. An, an, a 911 app like Uber would actually be able to eliminate sure. all of the emergency services. Without question. At least, the, like, again, the private companies like Sunstar would be out there picking people up and stuff You'd like that. You'd have competing companies racing to get there quicker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> You'd have, you know, ambulance companies and paramedic companies on TV saying our average response time is 93 seconds. Our competitors is 105. 
Yeah. You know, and these guys are 15 minutes away. 15 minutes before they answer your fucking call. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, hold on. They didn't even start the process at, <laughs> at the 15 minute mark. Right, right. So. Holy shit, man. You're right. Once again, folks, unattended baggage showing you why there is no need whatsoever for government. If you'd like to hear more, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up, become a subscriber. You get a whole bunch of swag, including an autographed copy of my book, The Cassandra Trigger, and we will see you on the other side.